0: What is going on guys we are back with episode seven of the cinema talk movie journal i am ryan i'm matthew and this week as you can see by the title we're talking about ready or not starring samara weaving adam brody mark o'brien henry cerny so you think that's Cerny? uh
1: we'll go with cerny
0: cerny and andy mcdowell uh directed by matt Bedellini oplin and tyler gillette i i'm so great at pronouncing names
1: that's a um, mouthful of a last name.
0: Luckily, I can pronounce my own sometimes. Um, sometimes. But yeah, so we're back with another week. Sorry, it's a couple of days off. We did see the movie on Sunday, if that's <laughs> worth anything. Um, but uh, we will be getting another episode out to you guys, hopefully, this weekend. Um, big movie coming out this weekend is Ad Astra. We will definitely be watching and reviewing that. Yes. So, uh, So yeah, this was a movie that I had wanted to see since I saw the trailer, like, randomly before some film. And uh, it came out, and we both didn't get a chance to see it, and there was no uh, real big release besides Hustlers, which we might review at some point.
1: Maybe. I want to yeah. see it. Yeah.
0: I'll see... I might see Hustlers tomorrow or Thursday um, with the last of my A list, which, free plug, I think is a cool program. Just my opinion. Oh, um, are
1: you hitting three weeks? Uh, three movies? This if week? if
0: I go Wednesday or Thursday, I'll hit my third for the week, okay, yeah, because nice. I saw Scary
1: Stories, nice. um,
0: which was meh. Um... But yeah, so I've also played around with maybe starting up the YouTube channel again to be able to talk about movies since I've seen a lot right now, but maybe, maybe not. Um, so yeah, Ready or Not. Um, it was this little film that I just saw the trailer for and thought looked fucking amazing as just like, little B movie. Um, and yeah, we had nothing to, to review this week. There was no huge release besides Hustlers and uh, The Goldfinch, which uh, did great. Oof. Um, yeah. Go look that up. It's one of the biggest flops of all time, actually, if you look at it st- statistically, which is a lot of fun. Um, So, yeah, Matt, maybe talk about your background a little bit with this film, if you had any.
1: Yeah, so I had only seen the trailer, um, and I heard about it in the news, because of when the movie The Hunt got canceled, a lot of people were talking about this movie, and they're like, all right, The Hunt got canceled, but this didn't? Mm-hmm. It was interesting. They were talking about the marketing and how this movie kind of focused on the female character and more of, like, empowering her to fight everyone. It was just an interesting article. Check it out. Yeah. But um, So I had just seen the trailer. Um, honestly, I, I wouldn't have gone to go see the movie if you hadn't told me to go with you. Force you to go with me. Just because, like, I don't know. I, I mean, I was like, all right, it looks fun, but it didn't really look like anything too special interesting. But that being said, I'm very glad I did see the movie because I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, and with the AMC A-list membership... It wasn't expensive. Which is new for you. Yes. <laughs> so it's you're definitely. adjusting Floyd that. introduced me to it. So, yeah. no, yes. I, I was very glad I saw it. We are
0: not sponsored by A list. We just like a good deal. Yes. Um,
1: we are just broke college students. Yes, <laughs> so.
0: and anything that makes it easier for us to watch a lot of movies, we're going to take advantage of that. Exactly. Um, So let's get into the movie. We're going to go spoiler-free, as always, to start off on these movie journal episodes. Um, Basic premise of the film is there's this wealthy family n- named the Le Domas family, um... And Alex is getting married to a young woman named Grace. Um, and when she gets... At any time a new character person gets incorporated into this really rich family that um, made their money off of games and then uh, other stuff after that, they have to pull a card out of this magic box. And if it says hide-and-seek, you better get ready to die because they are going to kill you and sacrifice you. Um, maybe to Satan, maybe not to Satan. We'll fi- you'll find out in the movie. Um... And basically, uh, she pulls hide-and-seek, as you can see from the trailer, and uh, yeah, the the movie is then a hunt, basically, um, basically yeah. of grace, and characters um, act accordingly. Uh, so I don't want to get into too many spoilers, but uh, I guess we'll start with a basic premise. Um, it is a B-movie premise, but when I saw the trailer, I'm like, this, this is good. This is gonna be a perfect horror comedy, and... I gotta tell you, this was this movie was everything I wanted it to be, like to a T, uh, how I wanted this movie to be, and it was amazing.
1: Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, like you said, it's not like that complex or like deep of a of a plot of a premise, but I think they would certainly executed it very well. Um, it was a lot of fun. I can like totally see. This plot in the hands of another filmmaker just completely just being dry and wrote like any other horror movie. But I thought they did some interesting things. The performances were good. Um, I thought it was a good movie. Yeah,
0: a couple things that I want to start off with. Um, The plot itself is, like you said, it's pretty simple. But they still, I think we'll start with the direction here. I think the direction is really well done in this film. Um, these two directors, I've never heard of before. I don't know if they've done anything before. Let me real quick look. Devil's Do was the one director's other film. Never saw that. I heard of it. And let's look at the other. VHS and Devil's Due. So A lot of
1: other bad horror movies. So bad
0: horror movies. But these guys came yeah. together and made a good one. Um, so yeah, I think it's really well directed. The camera does such a good job of this film, of making you feel the size of the estate in the, um, the that mansion that they are in and uh, perfectly contrasts at the very beginning of the film, or not the very beginning, the second scene of the film, when they're getting ready for the wedding ceremony, how bright and luscious this estate looks, and then how over that that one cut from day to night, it turns into this really awesome, sinister mansion that you get also in the very first scene, which is a perfect opening scene.
1: Yeah. The lighting in this movie, it's a very dark movie. It's impeccable. Like, it's very... But it's never, like, hard to see. You know what I mean? It's not no. annoying. It's just very... And even, like, the wedding scene, it was bright. almost. Yes, exactly. Like, even the makeup, mm-hmm. with the wife's makeup. Yes. Even the wedding scene, very bright, white colors, was still grimy looking. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know if it was film grain, you could call it, but just this fuzzy feel to mm-hmm. it. It was, like, ooh, it was unnerving. And the photo
0: shoot was so awkward that they yeah, had, and uh-huh. the fake smiles and everything. It was just... It was so... So good. I loved the direction of this film. I love the cinematography by Brett Jukowicz, I believe is how you pronounce it. I could be wrong. Um, he doesn't even have a Wikipedia page, so I can't even look up what he's done before. Um, so, uh, but I really love that. One little side note. I'm just looking at the the, the page right now, and I I, I figured this. This is a, a Walt Disney Studios picture. Oh, really? Yeah, it was made by Fox Searchlight. Oh. So this was... It's a Disney film. Oh, Disney. And I love I love that I'm saying that. That's, that's kind of great. Like of all the <laughs> shitty things that happened with the Fox Disney merger, the fact that Disney <laughs> that was this, forced to release yeah. this movie because
1: Fox already greenlit it. I'm all right I love it. that. That's I'm good. Right that's
0: good that. irony cuz Disney would never make something like this. Yeah.
1: That's probably why you don't see their name attached on any of the posters <laughs> yeah. or any of the There's there is no big D on any of these posters. There. They don't want you to know <laughs> that no they are big, profiting yeah. off this murder. There is no big D um, on any of the posters.
0: Um, so yeah, moving on. Um, love the cinematography. Love the direction. Love, love, love the set design. The set design and the costume design in this film are awesome. Especially the I love. It's so cliche, but the the wedding dress, as uh, Grace played by Samara Weaving, uh, aka Margot Robbie, um, I, which you know you know how authors have like the um, like pen names pseudonyms yeah pseudonyms where they're like fake they pretend to be other writers mm-hmm. that's actually a margot robbie just trying to start a second movie career it's the same yep. it's the same person
1: she's trying to branch out of yeah it. she's just trying she's to get away from the oscar films mm-hmm. you know going little b movies oh well, and she's
0: also like she wants to like double her roles so she's exactly. she wants to be a star twice mm-hmm. so if you didn't know that yeah samara weaving is actually uh margot robbie <laughs> um that's that's a lie it's that's not actually uh it's not actually Margaret, but
1: but look at interviews and compare the two of them because it's
0: almost identical. They are. I have to. They have to be twins. <laughs> but also found this out researching. Did you know that who Samara Weaving is related to?
1: Hugo Weaving. It is Hugo Weaving. Daughter. It's her uncle.
0: Unc. Uncle. <laughs> <laughs> it's her uncle. Oh yeah, wow. Her uncle is um, Hugo, Hugo Weaving, who was apparently very influential in getting her jobs. Oh how um, nice. Or nepotism. Yeah. <laughs> But like when it's a good it movie, on the way when it's a good it. performance,
1: it's yeah. like okay.
0: <laughs> well, and she broke out. We, we right before we went on on Mike, we saw that she was in three billboards very briefly. But even though she wasn't super memorable in
1: that, yeah,
0: which is a great film. Yeah, and um, she was in it for like thirty seconds. She was in it for thirty seconds, but she was. I think she was funny. The one line delivery, if you remember, the scene in the kitchen. Where yeah. she pops in, like John Hawks mm-hmm. has that knife to Francis McDormand, she just comes in. And she's like, "I have to use the bathroom." That's like it, she, yeah. she, she was really good in that, and she was great in this. I think she, this main performance had to nail it. She had to bring us through the ringer of emotions with her, and I thought she nailed
1: it. I cannot wait to see her do more in the future. Oh, totally! This was my favorite part of the film. It, she was so good at being. Um, at playing the like out of place uh, not formal not stuck up like the rest of the family mm-hmm. in the beginning of the film you see her and her husband interacting she's kind of like quirky and off and she's saying these things that obviously would not fly at the uh, at the Le Domas dinner table mm-hmm. but I think she does it so well where it's like it's not like annoying or feeling contrived it just feels natural it feels like her and it feels when, like the way the audience
0: would react yeah, like, yeah. what the fuck is this Exactly.
1: and when, and when shit goes down I mean I imme- Which it does. I was immediately on her side like by the end I was like like fuck them up. Yeah. Oh no, <laughs> it was it's fantastic. It's so great. And another performance I really want to highlight is
0: Adam Brody, who I know as Ted from the league plays um Alex's brother Daniel who becomes actually one of the main central I would say he's the co like the the secondary lead. I'd say he's the second main character of the film probably. They explore his character arc the most. I feel like That's... even more than Alex
1: that's fair yeah I mean, like the film yeah begins with him basically. yeah it begins
0: with him it, it really focuses on his character and whether or not he's actually wanting to do this which is a great twist with this is that this card only gets pulled every once in a while and uh, the filmmaker set that up early in the film well this this isn't something they do often they normally uh, early on in the film they're showing all these other um, they're showing all these other married couples where people married into the family. And sitting there at the beginning of the movie, I'm like, how did they, you know... It kind of gives you that little bit of hope if you know the premise of the movie. Like, maybe she'll survive and she'll get incorporated in the family. But later into the movie, you realize, no, they just didn't pull that card. Mm. Um, so it gets you get this really eclectic mix of people who have never done this before. And they have these really archaic weapons. And that hits the second point where this film is hysterical because this family is so dumb. But not in a, like, not in a unbelievable way, o- overly unbelievable way, but there is some amazing comedy that comes from this family not knowing what they're doing.
1: Yeah, I didn't think the humor was like, I wasn't as in love with it. I thought there were a couple times where I just like didn't think it landed, but I thought there were some very funny moments. I thought the dad of the family, I don't know, the actor. Should have been
0: uh, Knock Off Ray Liotta.
1: Oh, yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, he was really funny. Uh, he was he, hysterical. He had a lot of, like, freak-out moments where mm-hmm. he's slamming tables and just cursing. I thought he was good. Yeah. I mean, I was, other than that, you know, I wasn't crazy about it. Oh, I love the comic.
0: There's one specific moment. Well, There's this one character, um, the brown-haired niece, as it's named by uh, Ursula. Um, I, I, her name's not actually Ursula. She just looks like Ursula. Um, no, she was funny. She yeah. was hysterical. But the, the niece this coked out niece throughout the film just doing harder and harder drugs and just doing dumber and dumber shit was so funny like th- there's there's one moment i, I think they showed in the trailer where she is handed something and immediately fucks up and the, the funniest way possible that is just it's so morbidly funny but it is hysterical and there like you said there were moments in the theater is us two and then two other people there were moments where I was cracking up and I was the only person laughing in the theater. But it got me. Like <laughs> well, There were so many times that I died laughing in this film.
1: To be fair, the people in the back never laughed once. They didn't no, make a sound. They didn't make a
0: sound, which made me wonder what they were doing. I, oh.
1: <laughs> they sorting, anytime, they're any, cocaine up there. Anytime
0: you're that quiet during a movie, it makes mm-hmm. me wonder what you're doing. Yeah. Especially when you're
1: in the back. But uh, whole side tank <laughs> is done. Uh, no, but... What I want to say is, I think a, a, yeah, a lot of the comedy came from the fact that this family didn't know what they were doing with the weapons, mm-hmm. which I thought was an interesting aspect of the film, because watching the trailer, you're like, oh, um, this is something that they probably do every yeah. year, um, but realizing Almost that, like Get Out. Yeah, but realizing that this is, you know, we pull a card. this is completely by chance, mm-hmm. uh, and, and the fact that we're... and they were so strict at adhering tr- t- to tradition, Mm-hmm. That they like were so intent on using these weapons, although you know, they start to little divert from tradition in the end.
0: Yeah. And and that's that's I, I gotta get back to it. These just this dynamic between the family because Samara Weaving has to carry this film when she is on screen because she's normally the only person on screen. She is the one running and hiding. So a lot of this film really is carried by the ensemble of the family. And their their quips and their interactions together, they feel like a real family and they just have this natural humor about them that is so great but also what adds another layer to this film where it's not just this typical horror comedy is i think there's some really touching dramatic moments um that come with the daniel and the alex character they're they're not only their relationship but then daniel's relationship with grace also that we get a hint of a couple times where he is this tortured person that does not want to do this but ultimately feels the need to for reasons that we won't get into
1: yeah i did like that
0: and and adam brody like honestly like this was this was a standout performance for him he was i believe he was recently in shazam he was um he was in shazam as one of the um adult characters near the oh the interesting Yeah, i won't i won't spoil too much of shazam there with that but i know him mainly as a character from the league which i love all these side little the league uh, tv show about mm. a fancy football league from fx oh, oh it's a hysterical show and there's so many people, like Brie Larson was on the show for oh, a couple okay. episodes like before she blew up. like All these little actors like who have now blown up, it's, it's great. Go watch The League and you'll see cameos of people who are now famous and it's amazing. Huh. um, Yeah, he crushed it. I think the guy who played Alex, Mark O'Brien, did really well. And yeah, like I said, there was this really good dramatic tension. There's some great scenes between Alex and Grace um, early in the film when this first thing starts happening. And then really, the, the dramatic core of this film does come from Daniel and I really liked his arc throughout the film. Um, so is there anything else that you want to talk about with this film before we get into spoilers because we have to get into spoilers with this this ending. I guess we'll just talk about the ending in general.
1: Yeah, I guess no I was, was going to talk about one of the bigger, draw, sure. the bigger negatives I have with the film. Sorry, I forgot I don't have any. <laughs> uh, my point of contention is the score. I thought that I just get so angry whenever I see a movie and the score just sounds completely identical with everything else I've ever heard. Like, it's just, like, every single big, like, it's the same with with Marvel superhero movies. Every single score, like, it just has the same rhythm and beat. Like, it all sounds the same. And I was really hoping, like, there were moments in the film where there was, like, a more gothic element. It felt very, like, regal and fancy. I think at the beginning of the film they used that. And I was hoping they had more of that. So I would have liked to see the score be a lot more, like, gothic in that sense.
0: Okay. I didn't really notice the score one way or the other, so I can't really can't really say that. And I think the two things that I'm going to get into now, before we wrap it up on the non-spoilers, that while we said that comedy is so effective, the horror is really effective in this, too. There are some really gross moments where I was had my hands in my face, didn't want to see what was happening because I'm really bad with gore, and there's some really effective gores in this film. Are are we in spoiler?
1: Not yet. Okay, okay. (laughs) No, yeah, but... Um watching it from the trailer I actually like I didn't know if this was an R rated or PG13 mm-hmm. movie. Like, it's R rated. I just didn't know going in. But then it's like stuff goes down and I was like, "Oh, oh, okay, like it's R rated." <laughs> there's a
0: specific scene with a dumb waiter that I didn't watch. I don't know how horrifying it was just cuz I assumed I knew what was happening that I did not want to see.
1: Yeah, that was intense.
0: <laughs> and uh there there's some there's some great gross out shots with like blood and hands and certain Things going through them, just like really effective shots for horror uh, for horror fans. If you're a horror fan, I think you will get um, your fair share of gore in this film. um And then that brings us to the ending, which I thought was non-spoiler perfect. Like, oh my god! Like, I cannot think of a better ending to this film than what they gave us.
1: Yeah, um, I, I think that it hit like the necessary emotional beats. And then it just ends... Oh, it ends so perfectly. I mean, I mean, the last shot is fantastic. Oh, uh, just kiss. Um, I mean, I thought the cinematography in the last shot was very cool. And oh, uh, you're rooting yeah. for Samara Weaving the entire movie. It was fantastic.
0: Yeah. yeah. The biggest problem I have with the film is actually something we'll get into spoilers about near the end. A decision that a character makes that I didn't... Eh. We'll talk about it in spoilers. Um, But the actual, like, resolution of the film is so satisfying and it's just i when you see the movie if you've seen the movie you know exactly what we're talking about and if you haven't seen it when it happens you will know exactly what we're talking about it's one of the best endings of the year so far like i can't i can't think of an ending that i like loved more but like leave it gives you that feeling leaving the theater like man that was just so fun to watch yeah so uh yeah i think we'll go into ratings now and then we'll go into some spoilers about the ending because we definitely have to talk about this ending and spoilers um so matt what is your rating for ready or not
1: uh i'm gonna go with a b plus on this one uh like i said i really enjoyed the movie um i thought it was fun i thought it was gross as it should be i thought it was intense as it should be um like i said uh the drawbacks i thought the score was a little trite and i thought that some of the humor didn't really land and um, like some of the performances, like I wasn't a big fan of the the aunt, the very like intense, or oh, uh, er, er, yeah, yeah, Ursula. Sorry, whatever yeah. her character yes. actually is, I don't know. <laughs> I I thought that was just a little bit over the top, but no. Other than that, like like I said, Samara weaving amazing. Like, and since the movie focuses on her so much, so much of this movie was good. So <laughs> B plus
0: for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, I love this movie. This movie is just so much fun. I'm gonna give it an A minus uh, because I mean there was a little bit of pacing problems in the middle, and like I said, there is a, a character choice that doesn't quite make sense. And uh, you know, I don't know. I kind of reserve like A's and A pluses for like really movies challenging you. Prestigious films. Sure, yeah. Be that stuck up person. But, like, no, this movie gets an A minus. If this doesn't crack my top twenty, I will be shocked. Like, like, if this goes by, like, if we were doing it, if we do a top 20 of pure enjoyment, this will probably be top five. <laughs> like, not top five, like, best made film or whatever, but uh-huh. pure enjoyment, happiness watching a film. This would probably, if this isn't in my top five at the end of the year, I'll, I will be surprised in terms of enjoyment. Not that I'm saying it's going to be in my top five when we do our top 20. Um, but yeah, I'm going to give this movie an A-. minus. Like you said, everything spot on, cinematography, direction, acting, um production design, makeup design, um, yeah, everything. It was just, it was so, it so perfectly served the film, um, uh, even some pretty decent CGI when they needed it. Um, so yeah, I think this is, this is a really solid film. Go check this out. It's still in theaters now. Um, don't see this over the Goldfinch because you know the Goldfinch is going to be shit. But you know what? No one's seen the Goldfinch anyway. Anyways, yeah. Um, So, yeah. So, uh, that's our review of Ready or Not. If you have seen the film or don't care about spoilers and want to know what we're talking about, uh, stick around because we're going to be talking about spoilers now. So, you're here. You saw the movie. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. God damn. Was the satisfaction of watching <laughs> these people just explode into bits because they really did make a deal with the devil
1: and Satan blew them up it was so satisfying yeah that was so interesting cuz i was like where are they going to take this cuz i was like this is i thought like i think it would have been funny either way yeah like like if if they took it the route where like, this thing that they believed in that they spent, like, their whole lives and generations making this little box for was completely... Just saying it's bullshit. Yeah, it was just bullshit. And then, like, somehow, like, you know, like, she kills them or they die by some other means. Yeah. But having them go out by just exploding mm. from from Satan was yeah. fantastic. And one of my... I love this part of the movie. <laughs> Where like she turns when like they all explode and you're like okay so like it's real and then she turns around and for like half a second. The fire roars in the sea, and you see what is presumed to be Satan, but it's, like, so quick, and you're yeah. like, oh, okay, I just loved how they did that. <laughs> so good. Like, like they didn't needlessly go into, like, the lore of the family and, like, the yeah. lore of everything. They didn't pull an It Chapter 2 on me, but no, I, I thought that was great, yeah. Oh my god, like, yeah, that
0: little, like, half second of <laughs> Satan popping up, she's like... Alright, I mean, you know, that makes sense after what all the shit that just happened. (laughs) It it would so perfectly fit the end of of this movie. And yeah, Alex's turn was the thing I was talking about that I didn't quite buy. Especially because they set up in the scene before, literally him talking to Andy McDowell, who played his mom, that, like, if you touch her, I'm going to kill you. Like, Mm -hmm. to immediately then switch it once, I don't know, once Grace actually kills her. For for good reason, like she was trying to kill her, like it was you know self defense. It's not like she was a bad person because she killed her. Um, I mean, she, maybe, she, maybe she didn't need to kill her, but she smashed <laughs> her head in. Um, and when she did that, Alex turns and then says something to the effect of "You're never gonna stay with me now," and then tries to kill her. Like, oh, not even that was
1: such a good scene. I, yeah, I, I, no, yeah, it was a it was really
0: a good, good scene. scene. It just doesn't fit maybe. what they set up. And then, I, I don't know, it just kind of felt like a reversal too quickly.
1: Well, do you think maybe that they used that earlier scene where he says, like, if you try to hurt her, like, I will. if it's you or her, I I will kill you. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were using that to kind of fool the audience, you know, because at first you're like, wow, he's so good. But then, like, looking back after you finish the movie, it's like, whoa, he had a dark side to him. Though. Oh, like, yeah. I, like, I, I mean, certainly that. I would say that I, I believed it in the scene where it was just Samara Weaving and, and the dude... And when he kind of, like, you're, you're, like, waiting. You're, like, okay, like, there's so much tension. Which way is he going to sway? And mm-hmm. then he sways the other way. I think, it, like, once they, like, tied her down it was in the ritual and he was, like, going through with all of that, maybe if they would have just kept it confined to, like, him in that moment switching and trying to kill her. I and then know. maybe
0: having the dad sacrifice her having yeah, yeah, stand there.
1: It didn't feel as believable when it was, like, oh. Like, okay, yeah, like gonna... he t- Like, he's going to go through all these motions. Yeah, he's
0: actually going to be the one to kill her and stuff like that. Like, yeah, that it just felt a little over the top. <laughs> And like, they set up that like, oh, he's supposed to lead the family, like he's the heir apparent to Hailing Satan, um, which is it's fine. And they set that up, and they go through with it. I just it felt like a really quick character turn, like you said. Really effective scene while it's happening. Really enjoyed the scene. It's just the the, the actual decision and the way they set it up in the plot. I didn't quite buy 100%, but it, it was it was a great scene and fully served then the ending of when she says, I want a divorce, pulls off that wedding ring, and he explodes. So so was the wedding what was keeping him alive through Satan, or was he just the last to go? Like, oh, I don't know. But as soon as she pulled off that ring and said, I want a divorce, he went boom, boom. He exploded. Thank yeah. God, that fir- the first one that happened is such an amazing comedic <laughs> moment. Who was the first one to go? Was it the ant?
1: I think it was. Which is great because like, she because she grabs the axe. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Oh yes, correct. Yeah, and I lo- I love wh- how they just hold on that moment when they open the window and it's light and they're like. Something's supposed to happen. And then all of a sudden they just all start to explode at the same time. <laughs> and when uh, the, the the blonde-haired niece and her two kids run out and then you hear boom, boom, boom. And you see those
1: three blasts come in. I was like, are they going to explode the kids on screen? I was like, holy shit. But no, they, they, I mean, they, they took them out of the hallway. They,
0: they kind of set up that the kids are little shits, too the one freaking shot her. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And then they were like kill her, kill her, like yeah. they were like they were they were fucked up kids. They so were like not great. I didn't feel bad that they died cuz they were little pieces of shit no, totally. and they would have just continued to, you know, hail Satan.
1: Yeah. Um but no, like I said, you're completely rooting for her by the end when she takes off that wedding ring. It's just oh, and this then is that, fantastic. that last moment
0: of what is, what was her final line? I remember it being like.
1: Isn't I wanted. Oh, oh, at the last. Uh, the last in laws.
0: In laws, yeah. Oh, yeah. She just like ah oh, fucking in laws or something like that. Yeah. Great like, cinematography. So just
1: the slow zoom in as she settles down. The house is burning to ruins behind her. She's smoking a cigarette. Yeah. Oh, it's so
0: good. Uh, it's great. It's it's such a it's a perfect ending to this film. And yeah, I love this movie. It was so much fun. Can't wait to watch it again. Um, so yeah, if you, if you, uh, agree with us, let us know, I believe we still have a Twitter, um, if not, we definitely <laughs> still have a Gmail, it's cinematalkpod at gmail.com, if you want to email us and let us know what you thought, uh, that'd be great, if not, you know, that's cool. Yeah. Um, if
1: you're listening on iTunes, hit us up with that five-star review.
0: Yep, yeah, uh, hit us up, uh, we're both on Letterboxd, I'm Art Floyd 17 if you want to see all the movies that I watch, I review all the new release movies on there in little paragraph forms. Matt, plug your Letterboxd.
1: Uh, Mine is Matt Monroy, Matt with one T, Monroy, M-O-N-R-O-Y. Um, I don't review all my films. I just give them, like, star ratings. You I just don't... started with that. Yeah, and I just started. But I have tried to log every single film I've ever seen, which has been a task. <laughs> I haven't been able to do that.
0: I know that there's some that I missed. Oh, I, for sure. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, I yeah, I give little, like, three to five paragraph reviews of every movie I watch or every new release movie I watch, which currently I'm around 45 for this year. My goal is to hit 100. Um so yeah, I just watch scary stories. Uh, my, you can see my thoughts of scary stories to tell in the dark on there. Uh, my thoughts on the Beach Bomb. Uh, what's another film I watched recently? A Peanut Butter Falcon. So yeah, just little, you know, little movies like that. If you want to see them that we won't talk about on the podcast, uh, feel free to do that. Um, yeah. So yeah, this week I'm gonna I'm gonna try to uh, get another movie in real quick, and then this weekend we will be watching and reviewing Ad Astra, the new James Gray film starring Brad Pitt that is getting wonderful reviews out of the film festivals.
1: Yep, I'm hyped. And hopefully an IMAX, right? That's hopefully, the plan? Yeah, yeah, I would love to see an IMAX. Oh, yes, for sure. Um, I love me a good space movie. And That's... it's been described as a the intersection of 2001 A Space Odyssey and Interstellar, which True. just makes me very excited. Which,
0: yeah, it sounds great. Um, also coming up, then two weeks after that, we will be having Joker, a review of Joker. A, ah. I'm sure a full spoiler review. Um, on top of a non-spoiler review. Um, these bigger movies, I, I think it'd probably be a, a good call to do a, both a, a, a larger non-spoiler review for these big films coming out. Um, but also, yeah, we got a, we got another week in between there that we will fill with either a streaming film or a new release film such as this. Um, maybe I can drag you to see Hustlers and we can talk about that. Maybe, maybe uh, Climax? Maybe Climax is on <laughs> Amazon Prime. Uh, so we will, we will be trying to get a, a, a review such as this out to you guys every week. We are working on getting mics to all of uh, the other guys from CTP to be able to do CTP reviews, especially of It Chapter 2, Shazam, movies that we need to be doing. Um, So those will be coming at some point. um, At some point. (laughs) Sooner or later. But you will always have this show, and uh, so we we will be doing this show as much as possible. If we can, maybe we'll get this to twice a week if we see two movies a week. Maybe. No promises. We'll get one every week, and if we get a bonus one in there, we get a bonus one in there. Sure. Um just trying to keep things on the feed as much as possible and ha- hearing us listen or hearing us talk about movies. Um, so, yeah, real quick, though, talking about Ad Astra next week. It is really the start of the fall movie season, which means it's the start of Oscar season. Um, yeah. I'm thinking maybe this just I'm throwing this at you right now. I did not talk to you about this at all. We could do a little bit of like an Oscar talk maybe, like, when it's relevant or, like, a, a award season
1: build-up. Like talk. a preliminary Oscar talk before <laughs> it happens?
0: Yeah, no, like, like as the, as the season goes on, the different developments, the different film For festivals, sure. we can, can we, maybe...
1: Can we do an Oscar live stream? Oh, uh,
0: uh, maybe, if we can figure out a way to do that, sure, yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be um, a lot of fun, actually. <laughs> that'd be so much fun, yeah, you can hear me scream on camera. Um, but yeah, last so year. so uh, Venice just ended last or two weeks ago. Joker won the Palm Door. And then this past weekend, uh, to, uh, Taika Waititi's JoJo Rabbit won the People's Choice Award at the Toronto Film Festival, which is huge because nine of the last ten films that won that award got nominated for Best Picture. Uh, so that film is a huge contender. Um, other films that just premiered were Ford v Ferrari got really good reviews. That looks the new good. James Mangold yeah. film. Um, I'm sure we'll be talking about, about about that. Oh, the weekend of the 27th, I just remembered Judy is coming out, which is getting Big Best Judy. Actress uh, about Judy Garland starring Renee Zellweger. Oh, yeah. yep. Big Best Actress vibes coming from that, uh, from yeah, the reviews. It yeah. um, has like a, around a 90% people are praising Renee Zellweger and her return because she hasn't acted for a while. Um, so looking at an Oscar oh, nomination for her. Shoot, and man. then I have to say, Netflix seems like they are really gunning for these awards movies, Noah Baumbach's Marriage Story, I feel like was the most buzzed about film coming
1: out of TIFF. Yeah.
0: Have reviews for The Irishman dropped yet? No.
1: Okay. I'm assuming they'll be positive. I'm
0: I'm assuming so too, but I I would say the biggest...
1: I think Marriage Story, yeah, definitely.
0: I think their biggest chance at an Oscar is going to be Marriage Story, but if you look at it, they have The Laundromat coming out. Um, they have The King coming out, The Laundromat being the Soderbergh film. Uh-huh. Oh, uh,
1: Dolomite is my name. I didn't know that was Netflix. Wow. Oh, I don't even know what that is. What that's is that? the, uh, uh, Eddie, uh, uh, shoot, the guy from, uh, uh, oh, goodness, the guy from, like, kindergarten or uh, preschool, uh, what's that old movie called? Uh, kindergarten uh, Cop? Uh, no, uh, Daddy daycare. What's the, what's the guy from that movie? Ice Cube? <laughs> no is it an ice cube no that's know. are we ho- that's uh are we there yet i don't know but okay. what is that oh i literally blame play- the famous the- oh my gosh i we gotta look it up right now all right um, i will look it yeah, up look yeah look this up i don't know why i'm while but we continue to talk about the eddie King. murphy eddie murphy oh. yeah oh eddie murphy is in a movie yeah he's out. back yeah it's getting great reviews he plays wow. he plays uh dolomite he was apparently like a famous black exploitation actor back in the interesting. day. interesting okay um, yeah. But
0: yeah, we got we got The Laundromat, new Eddie Murphy movie, The King starring Timothy Chalamet, which is a Henry V adaptation, which looks awesome. Is it getting good reviews? Um it hasn't I don't think it reviews have come out yet. Okay. It's still come, it's still about a month away. The Irishman uh, from Martin Scorsese, we got Marriage Story by Noah Baumbach and The Two Popes, which I forget who directed that, but that's um Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins and Jonathan Price. Ooh, uh, that is... Basically just two popes having conversations about life. Big best sounds. actor vibes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and then other films as well. And I really like their strategy this year, of releasing the films in theaters for about three weeks beforehand and then going to Netflix. They will get suckers like us to go see the movie three weeks ahead of time in a theater and then watch it again probably on Netflix. Like, not that Marriage Story doesn't deserve to be in a theater, but, like, that's a film that you could probably watch... In yeah. the comfort of your own bed and get maybe the same emotional reaction, but you know what? I'm gonna go see it in theaters if it's a if it's possible because A-list. cinema. <laughs> yes, exactly. And 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 films like The Irishman also like a Martin Scorsese movie needs to be on a big screen at some point. Sure. And uh, so yeah, I really love what they're doing. Um, another film coming out of the film festivals that I really can't wait to see that I'm sure I'm gonna force you to review is Waves by Trey Edwards Oh, Schultz. that looks amazing. haven't seen anything about it. I've just heard about it, and I've heard great things.
1: The trailer is beautiful. And
0: apparently it's, it's one of those films kind of like, um, Chunking Express, where it's like kind of two different stories mm-hmm. that kind of switches halfway through. <laughs> Which, going into the movie knowing that, I would be much more prepared than I did was with Chunking Express. That just pissed me off that it changed stories, but that's a whole other story. Um, I agree. <laughs> but, um, I'm trying to think. There was another huge film that was, um,
1: portrait of a lady on fire yes
0: that, that was it. was one of the ones that's apparently getting huge reviews and then a movie that is being called one of the best of the decade parasite is coming out Oh, um, along, from yes. bong joon ho uh coming out in about a month that uh i cannot wait to see so um so we'll be hitting all of the, the big movies. You'll be seeing Joker, which could be a, a an Oscar contender. Ad Astra, which could be. But then also we'll talk about, I'm sure, Terminator maybe. And we'll probably talk about um, Star Wars in a smaller review before we talk about um, that on a full CTP. But I, I really think we're going to be doing the balance of the two, of yeah. um, Oscar contenders and um, and blockbuster films. That Now there there really is... There's a summer season, but there's no dedicated summer season anymore. Mm-hmm. It There will be blockbusters any time of the year now. Yes. So, uh, proof that Labor Day weekend, It Chapter 2 came out and made almost $100 million. <sighs> so yeah, I think that wraps up this episode. Um, Next week we'll be back with a review of Ad Astra and maybe something else. We always throw that in at the end because we have no set schedule, so <laughs> we may be seeing another film to talk to you guys about. But if not, we will at least have our review of Ad Astra and any <sighs> big news that happens, either in uh, the Oscars or in any other thing with film. Indeed. So, uh, thanks for listening, guys. I'm Ryan. I'm Matthew. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. See ya.
1: See ya.